Welcome to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 12, Game On. Here our best of segment with 13-year pro hockey player Jordan Henry. An inspiring story of family and fatherhood. Oh Lord Stanley, Lord Stanley, give me the candy. Father-son will break down the NHL playoffs and share their fearless predictions. Can you name summer-inspired sports teams? You're made in the shade with our award-winning gold, silver, bronze selections. And we'll head for home on episode 12 with our special segments, All-Pro Go, a did-you-know sports spotlight, and Champs and Chums, personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. We're so glad that you're with us. Happy summer, everybody. It's August, and uh, here with my sidekick and my best chum, Ashton. Ashton, how you doing, my man? I'm feeling really good. Oh, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. And we've had a pretty busy August, right? I mean, what's so exciting, though, is that sports is back. How excited are you that sports is back uh, in action? I'm way more ex- excited than anything else. Oh, yeah. It's been a tough uh, go of it for everybody with the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to have uh, a little bit of a break from things, uh, all the busyness and, uh, and and stuff. So it's great to see hockey and baseball back and basketball as well, too. And, uh, of course, it's August. And uh, why don't you tell all the fans at home... Uh, how excited you are to be going back to uh, to school. You know, I'm really excited and um I'm uh, I'm going to have I feel like I'm going to have a great time even though uh, you have to still social distance, I can still see my friends at a dis- distance. Yeah, you're right. It is going to be different for uh for all the students out there and, and uh but it, it is going to be nice to have uh you back, of course, in the school setting, and uh, you know you, you've done a really good job, my friend, in in grade two, and you're going into grade three. What are your big hopes as you go into grade three? Uh, so I've got honor roll two years in a row. So I hope I can get um honor roll in grade three. Oh, that's really exciting and way to stretch stretch the hand there. As we always talk about in Champs and Chums, it's all about putting in the work and uh, I'm sure great things are going to happen for you, man. Now listen, the other thing we have to settle up here live on air for episode 12 of Champs and Chums is we've been staying active and of course some of our listeners at home may uh, have seen the uh, Facebook Live event, the next edition of the Father-Son Challenge, Sports Challenge. And so why don't you tell the listeners who haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, what was that all about? It was about uh, me and my dad um, 
playing hockey and we there was actually um a sh- uh had had three quarters and there was overtime which was a showdown yeah it sure was man and that, and that was a real close one i mean you know the the first father-son challenge that we did for sports was basketball Yep. You were breaking records there. You, you you trounced me, as I recall. I think it was something like 11 to 4. And then here we are, uh, a closer um, showdown in hockey, but you took it 13 to 11, all fair and square, well done. And uh, you put one right through the wickets. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, they call it in soccer, the salad, when you put it right between the, the my legs. And uh, how'd you feel about that after you did that on Dear Old Dad? Uh you know, I really just felt good because, uh, I mean, as the basketball challenge, um, I won that. So I feel like I bring my power back to um, win this challenge. And um, it, uh, I actually, if some of you guys watched the Facebook Live. When I, when I did the in between the legs, I did a little, um, I think I did a little stick handle, then I shot. You did. You did a dangle, the Mitch Marner dangle on me, and then you did the, as they used to call, they call in the hockey world, a little pumpernickel. It's when Bernie Nichols, actually, a 70-goal scorer at one time in the NHL, former player, he used to, you know, shake his uh, shake his uh, uh, his arm around when he had a big goal, right? So he did the little fist bump uh, after he had a big goal, and you did that. So uh, well done, my friend. You took that one. And But I got to tell you, the next Father-Son Sports Challenge, you're on. We'll see. And uh, hopefully, dear old dad can take that one. But the other thing I want to talk about at the outset, too, um, we're very, very happy on episode 12, extra happy, because we have featured uh, later on in this show our uh, best of segment, and it's the first ever pro athlete, first ever athlete that's joined us on Champs and Chumps. How are you feeling about that? And tell them a little bit about uh, our special guest. So, uh, I feel amazing. This is our first, um, pro athlete on the show. He has played for the Brampton Beasts. He retired, so congratulations on that. And he's number 25 in our program, number one in our hearts, Jordan Henry the captain of the Brampton Beasts. Yeah, that's right, Ashton. A a great conversation with a 13-year professional hockey player. Uh, He's played uh, on NHL affiliates uh, with the Calgary Flames, the Florida Panthers. He signed his first NHL contract, in fact, with the Florida Panthers um, and has attended and participated in many NHL training camps, but has played uh, the farm team with the Ottawa Senators, the... um, the Florida Panthers, the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and the Washington Capitals. We're so glad. Let's take a listen to that one. It's a beauty uh, for sure. And, um, you know, Ashton mentioned that uh, Jordan Henry was retiring, and, um, you know, he's sort of moving away from the ice and spending more time and, and with family and being a dad uh, with one uh, already there and then another one on the way. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about the father-son relationship of uh Jordan and Jensen, uh, his first son, uh, a bit later on this program. But listen, 
Ashton, it's puck drop time. We got to continue this conversation on hockey because it's now time for father-son free-for-all round one father-son NHL playoff predictions. And I'm sure all of you out there in uh, talk radio land, podcast land, have had a chance to see some of the exciting action for the Stanley Cup playoffs 2020. I mean, it is quite amazing, though, Ashton, that they are actually playing. The NHL has done a marvelous job staying in the bubble. Everybody has been so, um, uh, you know, diligent in making sure everybody that's in that bubble, that everybody's, they're tested daily and everybody's uh, cooperating. And that's just the people on the ice, the players off the ice, all the administrators, broadcasters, what have you. So kudos to um, Gary Bettman and uh, the NHL and uh, the rest of the NHL teams for doing a tremendous job playing in the bubble and here we are as we sit here and recording this Ashton unfortunately our Leafs are out but how about some words about that before uh, we get going on our our playoff breakdown so uh it was a uh tough loss uh against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs so uh it it just really sucked. I mean, we really tried to get in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year we did. Unfortunately, we did not succeed, but next year I hope we can make it. Well, good stuff and uh, I heard you when you said it really sucked. I mean, that's 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 uh you know, the 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 Leaf players young as they are probably had the same feeling. So, uh thanks for that. And uh, let's move on now to break down each of the series. So, you know what? Let's start off in the East because that's where the Leafs, uh, the Leafs were. So we'll start off with this um, series right now between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, wanted to get your thoughts who are going to win these series. As we're recording this right now, the Flyers have a real stranglehold on the series leading 3-1. But who do you think is going to take that one, Ashton? Um... I really think um, uh, Philly is going to take it. Okay, and why is that? Well, because um, they are currently right now leading 3-1. to So um, that's my prediction why I think they're going to win because, um, you know, they've been great during this playoff run. Well, I mean, it seems so insurmountable. And I mean, of course, uh, you know, Philly, uh, because of the play-in, were were ranked uh, first in the Eastern Conference. And they're playing a team in Montreal who kind of had to scrape their way in. But they had that uh, unimaginable, yet imaginable upset over the the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, And so, I mean, listen, anytime you got a world-class goaltender and carry prices between the pipes, you got a chance. And certainly... Uh, Price has shown that, but uh, at the other end of the ice, Carter Hart, only in his second year as a, as an NHL goaltender, who starred in the World Junior, boy, oh boy, he's just played with a maturity beyond his years. So I agree with you. The Philadelphia Flyers have some veteran leadership, uh, you know, Claude Giroux and uh, leading that crew, and you got uh, Voracek, you got uh, guys that can score, you got a big brand of hockey there. Uh, you know they can. They got a big team, and um, I think they're going to uh, to move on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, let's let's move on to the Tampa Bay Lightning 
against the Columbus Blue Jackets, Ashton. That's the um, number two ranked Lightning against the number seven ranked Blue Jackets, who just uh, defeated the least. What's your what's what's your call on that one? I think it's uh, definitely gonna be um, Tampa Bay because it currently says that they are leading three one in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that is my prediction. And they have some some pretty good players and um, play shot makers and uh, and uh, defensive players. Well, they do. I mean, they have a, a real veteran team, and this is the this is the year they got to make a move. I mean, they they've got some uh, players on some expiring contracts. Uh, you know, this is a, a rematch of a series that ended up being an upset from last year in the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, defeated uh, quite decisively the Tampa Bay Lightning. So by virtue of the fact that at the time of our recording, it's a 3-1 series lead, tells me that John Cooper, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and, and all his, uh, his team understand what's on the line here. They got to make a push. They got to make a drive. They want to hoist a cup in 2020. And uh, I mean, as you said, Ashton, I mean, you know, you got guys like uh, Stamp, Stamkos and Kucherov, you know, that are playing uh, on the top end. And you got a, a veteran uh, decor, right, led, led by Ryan McDonough. You've got Victor, uh, Victor Hedman, of course, uh, who's uh, just an all-star defenseman. And then, of course, between the pipes, you got Vasilevsky, who's... Uh, proven to be a a a, a A plus uh, goaltender that's the recipe for great success so i agree tampa bay lightning to move on in the stanley cup um, playoffs and we'll see how it's going it will unfold okay ashton keep going here with uh, two more series in the eastern conference before we move westward Um, the washington capitals rank third in the eastern conference facing off against the new york islanders rank six and uh who are you picking in that series? Um, I think the New York Islanders because they are leading. They're currently leading three nothing. So that is a pretty good run for uh, a great team, you know. In uh, in the middle of their time, they had Johnny Toronto. Well, yeah, the Islanders did. Uh, they had uh, John Tavares, who was the captain of that team for many, many a years before he uh, signed on free agency a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you. This is uh, this is a, as insurmountable as it can get. I mean, uh, I, I would think that there's uh, definitely some uh, some no quit in the Washington Capital Capitals, who are only two years removed were Stanley Cup uh, champions, as you recall, Ashton, right? Uh, it seemed to be the summer of Ovi as he took the Stanley Cup around from one end of the earth to the other. And then they definitely were full marks for winning that uh, 2019 Cup. So it's in them. They have the pedigree. and uh, But I, I think it's it's way too much to overcome. And, you know, the Islanders are led by uh, one of the godfathers of hockey administration. That's Lou Lamorello. And uh, all the boys are pulling on the same direction. It's not about the name on the back of the sweater, um, but it's on the logo in the front. And uh, Lou seemed to get them all ready to go. And let's let's not forget, you've got a guy behind the bench. 
in Barry Trotz, who's got the Stanley Cup behind him. He's got the rings. He's got the pedigree. He's got the respect of the players. So uh, our pick is that uh, uh, the New York Islanders will move on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, last uh, series here, Ashton. The Boston Bruins rank fourth against the uh, upstart Columbus Blue Jackets. What's your call there? My call there is the Boston Bruins because um, it currently says Boston is is leading 3-1. And as I said for um, the New York Islanders versus the Washington Capitals, that's a pretty great run. And, of course, they have... um, um, a great player who can make some really good shots is Sidney is Sidney Crosby. Well, just a, a correction on the score sheet there, my boy. And I know you intended to say Sidney Crosby is with the um, Pittsburgh Penguins, but I can understand how the colors of black and gold might have confused you. No, no worries about that. But you talk about great players on the on the Boston Bruins. I mean, it all starts with. Uh, with Marshawn, that first line, right? Uh, you got Marshawn, Bergeron, and of course, David Pasternak. I mean, that is the best line in hockey. And you could even split that line in between the top, your, your, your top uh, pairing to your second line and to spread the wealth, as it were. And, you know, I mean, listen, uh, our, us Leaf fans know that the Boston Bruins are one formidable co- uh, foe when it comes to playoffs because they have that element of speed, the tenacity, the, you know, uh, Bruce Cassidy t- uh, coaches the team to be hard on hard on pucks, right? So that's the kind of stuff you need uh, in terms of the right recipe for playoffs. So, and listen, I got to tell you, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes under the leadership of Rod Brindamore have done some amazing things. They, they've got a lot of... Uh, of uh, future talent and they've already proven some great things my only question about the carolina hurricanes is do they have the goaltending to push further so as a result of that we'll close off our eastern conference stanley cup playoff analysis father son style champs and chum style by telling you that the boston bruins will keep moving on in the stanley cup okay ashton let's move over to the other side of the ledger here we're going to move on to the western conference where we've got some really great series that are shaping up for all our hockey fans out there. Um, Let's take a look at this one here. It's uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, who are ranked first in the Western Conference seeding against the Chicago Blackhawks. Who do you like? Um, I think it's the Vegas, Las Vegas Golden Knights, because... uh, I mean, they're leading 3-1, and um, that, I mean, the progress that they have done in um, 2019 is is just great progress, and I think they can still have that progress to, like, move on to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, I tell you, and you know, you're right when you say great progress, right? I mean, here's a team that's probably been in the league now for what is it, three, four years? Uh, and so, in that span of time, what they've done, you know, uh, of course, starting off with uh, Gerard Gallant at the time, uh, and and what um, George McPhee, who's the general manager, has been able to to do um, with that team, is uh, really put them into the conversation 
for the Stanley Cup in 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 less than f- in five years. So, I mean, anytime you have a goaltending tandem as solid as it is, and Mark Andre Fleury, and then the recently acquired just before I guess the pandemic, Robin Leonard. I mean, that's outstanding. I mean, uh, so that's the key in in in, a, in NHL competition, especially when it comes to uh, the playoff time is uh, can your goalie steal you a game? Can your goalie make the big save? Uh, Because it all counts, every shot uh, during the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I mean, you know, they've made some great and very shrewd acquisitions, Ashton, since uh, in the last couple years. I remember they picked up Mark Stone at the deadline. I mean, they've got Jonathan Marchessault and uh, a whole number of other players on their cast that have done well. So, but listen, let's not count out the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean... Uh, you know, they, uh, at one point were a, a bit of a Stanley cup dynasty in terms of what they were able to do, uh, during playoff time. I mean, you got guys like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze. These guys are, uh, ultra talents. You've got a back end, um, too, with, uh, with stalwarts like Duncan Keith. I mean, these guys have, uh, have tasted the Stanley cup experience before. So while it's three, one, um, you know, I, I think that series is going to go seven. I really do. So uh, there you have it. Father and son. Uh, don't see that one the same. That one's going to go seven. I think Chicago's got something in them. And Ashton thinks that Vegas is going to take it. So we'll see. All right. We're going to move on to another exciting steer, exciting series with other teams. Uh, Ashton, the Colorado Avalanche ranked two in the Western Conference against the Arizona Coyotes. What's your take? So I think it's going to be um, the Colorado Avalanche because, um, I mean, they're leading 3-1. And um, the, Coyote, the Coyotes, I got to say, they're, they're a pretty good team, but I, I'm not sure they just uh, fell apart um, in this season. But they're still doing good. So uh, I'll give them credit for that. Well, I mean, I tell you, I mean, they're they're kind of always lost in the conversation, maybe because they're uh, they're out in uh, central uh, central West America or so, and you know they've had their challenges, um, uh, you know, budget wise, uh, fans getting uh, the fans in the in the in the arena, and then recently, their general manager walked away just days before the playoffs started. So, you know. Um, uh, they got a great goaltender who uh, has definitely uh, risen into the conversation in terms of one of the top goaltenders in the league in uh, uh, Darcy Kemper. Uh, they've got some great veteran players. T- uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel, who Leaf fans would know, has won a Stanley Cup multiple rings. Um, they've got Taylor Hall, of course. So they've got a number of great players. Um, but I think you're right, Ashton. They are going to get avalanched by the by the uh, city of Colorado because the Colorado Avalanche are going to move on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay, Ashton, two more series to go in the Western Conference. This is our champs and chums, father and son Stanley Cup playoff preview or, and, uh, and uh, forecast. So we're going to move on to the Dallas Stars versus the Calgary Flames, uh, one of the only remaining teams, Canadian teams left in the series. What's your take, Ashton? I think since it's tied 2-2, I, I'm i just going to give all my luck to Calgary because so, uh, they've been um, 
a great team this season, and uh, even last season before um, the the vi- the pandemic started, they were they were they were just a great team. Yeah, they sure were, and they got top talent. And you know, I think sentimentally, because we have episode twelve special guest Jordan Henry on, and you know, uh, Jordan Henry uh, signed a contract with the Calgary Flames. Uh, at one point in his career, and he played with their affiliate. I'm sentimentally, I think I'm going to want to see the the Calgary Flames win. But I can tell you, the Dallas Stars seem to always be this team with uh, ultra talent. I mean, you got Jamie Ben, you got Tyler Sagan, you got a great goaltender and Ben Bishop uh, between the pipes. But they can never seem to put it all together to take the next step. So. Um, I'm going to, for the good reasons of the Calgary Flames, uh, who are, uh, you know, playing really good hockey. They got guys like Johnny Goodrow, Sean Monahan. Their defense is solid with guys like Giordano. And their, their goaltending, of course, is stepping up really well, too, with a guy that's actually returned to A-plus form in Cam Talbot. I'm going to pick the Calgary Flames to move on as well, Ashton, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, Ashton. Father-son free-for-all round one concludes with our last look at the NHL Stanley Cup series. We've got the defending Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues, against another Canadian team. So good to see the Canadian teams in there. The Vancouver Canucks. Share with the listeners what your thoughts are on that series. You know, I think as the um, 2019 Stanley Cup champions, I have to give it my all to um the the sorry the St. Louis Blues because uh I mean if they can win another championship that would be great it would be two years in a row they have won a championship well it would be nice to see a repeat and, and I mean if this is the year of the repeats as you're fearlessly predicting here Ashton and you're saying that the Stanley Cup champions will remain the same, does that mean that the NBA champions will remain the same? Will that mean that the Toronto Raptors will hoist the Larry O'B for a second time this season? I mean, maybe because they have made uh, great plays and they've had uh, great games during this um, 2020 season. Well, sorry, I had to sneak in a little bit of basketball there, Ashton, uh, as you were talking about uh, about the Blues and, and repeating. But let me come back to the series. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to disagree with you on this one here, my, my, my friend. Um, you know, the Vancouver Canucks, there's something about this team that I, that I love. And what I do love is that they've got a great talent when it comes to getting the big goal, they've got a lot of creativity and skill with guys like uh, uh, Elias Pettersson. And then you've got um, the grit and the tenacity, the great forechecking, which you need in, in playoffs from guys like JT Miller. you got, of course, Bo Horvat, who's the captain. And, you know, um, you know, Jakob Markstrom has really shown me over the last couple of years, uh, being a fantasy sports player, that that guy, actually, uh, he loves the puck. And what I mean with that, the more shots that this guy faces, the better he becomes. And if he's the guy that's gonna gonna take him further, he's gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of rubber, a lot of puck. And um, I feel that uh, he's coming into his own uh, uh, former leaf there. Um, 
uh, uh, Green. Sorry, uh, I'm blanking on the uh, on the name of the head coach, but uh, former Leaf player there as well too. Um, he's doing a great job behind the bench as well. So, um, yeah, so I'm picking the Vancouver Canucks to upset. They had a 2-0 lead as well, too, right? So Travis Green, sorry about that. I had a, a minor brain freeze and has come back. Travis Green, formerly of the least, behind the bench. It's been a couple years now, I think, Travis Green has been the coach, and he's done a marvelous job. They're going to push on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So there you have it, everybody. There is a father-son look at all the series, and we're going to catch up more, eh, Ashton, on this uh, as we go? Yes, we will. All right. Well done. Okay. So uh, that's the end of father-son free-for-all round one. Ashton, it's now time for father-son free-for-all round two. And you know what? We're just thinking it's August. It's the the heart of the summer. And we wanted to do a father-son salute to the summer, as it were. So Ashton and I each have our gold, silver, bronze for summer-inspired sports teams. So um, I'm going to start off first, uh, Ashton. I'm going to name my bronze medal. And my bronze medal, everybody, because, you know, we just talked about this team. Uh, There's something about the heat in the heart of the summer, Ashton. And what I mean by that, it's flames. So my bronze medal for summer-inspired sports teams is the Calgary Flames. That's right, the Calgary Flames of the NHL. They were founded in 1972. Uh, Of course, they had um, a history starting as the Atlanta Flames from 1972 to 1980. Um, Some great players, of course, that have played for the Calgary Flames. Um, Actually had a chance to to meet one of them as well, too, Ashton. Um, But yes, Lenny McDonald, Doug Gilmore had a chance to meet. And then also, when I uh, was in tennis at a Davis Cup event, Joel Otto. Joel Otto was a great center for the Calgary Flames, so... um, I'm sure I've missed some there, but right now, uh, you know, a, a great team, the Flames. Let's hope they go deep. And I, another sentimental pick because uh, our episode 12 uh, special guest, Jordan Henry, was from uh, Western Canada, small town Milo, Alberta. And he was a big, uh, a big hockey fan out in Western Canada and, of course, had a great career of it. So that is why I'm selecting as my bronze medal for summer-inspired sports teams, the Calgary Flames. Ashton, over to you. My pick for summer-inspired sports teams, my bronze medal is the Phoenix Suns. Oh, great pick, Ashton. And uh, Phoenix Suns, of course, that's literal when it comes to summer-inspired sports teams. But uh, is there some notes and notables that you have for the Phoenix Suns you can share with the listeners? So, um, um... You, no one might not knew this, but I found this. Their main sponsor is PayPal. Well, look at you going right to the sponsorship. Talking about another stream of sports, eh? But uh, well done, man. I never thought you would have kind of looked at it like that. But um, yeah, that, that, you're right. They, they have a lot of sponsors. Of course, being a, a team that was founded in 1968 for sure. And uh, what other notables do you have for the Phoenix Suns, your bronze medalist? So they're in a Western Conference. Their division is Pacific. And um, their arena is Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Their jersey colors are purple, orange, black, gray, and yellow. Well, let's not forget, too, they had some great players that have played for the Phoenix Suns. Of course, Charles Barkley tops that list. Uh, Dan Marley was an unbelievable uh, outside shooter for the team. This is before, well before you were born, Ashton. But, of course, there's a Canadian um, uh, rendition as well, too, uh, with uh, Steve Nash. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Okay, Ashton. Well, thanks so much for for that. That's your bronze medal for uh, summer-inspired sports teams, the Phoenix Suns. Okay, over to Dad for our silver medal, my silver medal. And, you know, when you think about summer, Ashton, and you think about the outdoors and outside, I love birds. Did you know that, that I love birds? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, you know, I've sat in the backyard there and... Uh, enjoyed a lovely summer day and I've always been amazed by birds that that come out into our backyard and so one of the birds I wanted to flag and the reason why it's my um, uh, silver medal for summer inspired sports teams it is the Baltimore Orioles that's right a summer bird the Orioles they were established in 1901 as a, as a baseball team and they were based in Baltimore since 1954 I mean, the Baltimore Orioles, I remember back in the real heyday when I used to, to watch a lot of baseball, um, you know, whether it be in the, 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 the late 80s. I mean, they won East Division titles in 1983, 97, 2014. They had wildcard bursts in 96, 2012, and 2016. And of course, they won three World Series titles in 1966 and 1970 and 1983 i mean that was a great pitching staff i believe was mike flanagan uh jim palmer i think floyd bannister was part of that team maybe not uh but anyhow uh they had um a great great team that year eddie murray was part of that team and um yeah so that's my uh silver medal the Baltimore Orioles. Ashton, over to you with your silver medal. My silver medal is, um, I basically really love to see um, a lot of, you know, uh, ants. They're probably one of my favorite um, bugs. And uh, <laughs> Really? So ants are your favorite bugs? Like, I thought you would have picked this one because of your love for the G League. But anyhow, you keep going, son. So, um, my pick for my silver medal for the summer-inspired sports teams are the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Great pick. And I understand what you mean about ants, right? Because in the summer... They are a plenty for sure, eh? Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I mean, geez, the Fort uh, Wayne, uh, the Fort, uh, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants are in the uh, G League, and they're affiliated with the Indiana Pacers. And uh, you know, the Mad Ants actually had some affiliations with uh, the Detroit Pistons as well, too. So um, that's really good. And they've had some, they've had some, some success over their time. In 2016-17, they finished second in the Central Division. They lost to Maine in the first round, unfortunately, but uh, they then followed up that season in 2018 uh, season 
when they lost in the conference sem- semifinal to, of all teams, Ashton, the Erie Bayhawks. Now, you remember that trip to Erie? Yes, I do, actually. We traveled um, from Mississauga all the way to Erie on a Raptors 905 bus. It took a, probably about three hours. We stopped somewhere in Erie to get food. And after we went to the arena and uh, watched the the their Raptor, the Raptors 905 first first ever win of that season. Yeah, you're, you're of that right. season. What a great time! And uh, it's so great that you can work in the Raptors 905 in a uh, in your silver medal for uh, summer inspired sports teams. So we'll move on to our gold medal. This is Dad's gold medal for summer-inspired sports teams, and my team going back to hockey. And we all think about this uh, as a great thought. We know how they say life is a beach, right? So it's summer, it's sun, and I thought, wouldn't it be always so relaxing and luxurious and fun for all of us to be on an island? So with that, it's my perfect segue to tell you that my gold medalist is the New York Islanders. That's right. The New York Islanders were found in 1972. And Ashton, you have a comment about that? Um, before you even uh, mentioned that, I was thinking about doing that because people like to go away on private islands too. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's kind of like your own bubble. We, we actually see, uh, we haven't really talked much about MMA on Champs and Chums, but we can as we keep going. And, you know... Uh, I think MMA, the way they've brought back uh, the um, uh, the fights during COVID is they've actually called it uh, Fight Island. And there was just actually a, a fight on uh, last Saturday, actually, uh, between Daniel Cormier against uh, Stipe Miocic. And uh, that was a great tilt. I watched a bit of that. So, you know what? You kind of got me excited. Maybe we got to do a little MMA as we head into the fall. Yeah, we probably do. That'd be a lot of fun. Well, listen, yes, New York Islanders, let's get back to it. My gold medalist, 1972, they entered into the NHL. Um, they've actually won four Stanley Cups. Who could forget that dynasty? From 79, 80, 80, 81, 81, 82, 82, 83, four Stanley Cups, six conference championships, six division championships. I mean, you can think about that team. You know, they had Mike Bossy. Billy Smith was in uh, was in between the nets. Uh, Al Arbor was the clo uh, the the coach. You had Clark Gillies, Bill Torrey up in the uh, the box as general manager. Uh, you know, uh, Denny Potvin was a defenseman. So you know, and they've been able to um, really make themselves uh, ultra competitive since Lou Lamorello and um, and Barry Trotz joined the organization. So there you have it, Ashton. That is my gold medal for summer-inspired sports teams, the New York Islanders. Ashton, who's your gold medal? My gold medal for the summer-inspired sports teams is the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, great selection. That's, and that's got summer all over it, too, because, of course, why? Um, because people like to go fishing at lakes in the summer. Swimming in the lake, fishing in a lake, all those kind of things. The lake is a beautiful spot in the summer, 
But let's talk about uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Why don't you share some facts and factoids about the L.A. Lakers? Their history. Um, to From 1947 was when they started to 1960. They were called the Minneapolis Lakers. I didn't know that. So they started in 1947. Yeah. But they were first the Minneapolis Lakers, and that changed to 1960 to present as L.A. Okay. Yep. So um, they have won 16 championships. So I'll tell you a few. So they won in 1949, 1950, 1952, 1953, 1954, 1972, they had guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy. I mean, you go back even further, you got some Hall of Famers and Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, obviously. Uh, he was a four-time most valuable player in the late 60s. And then, and then who can forget, of course, in the, in the 90s when you had uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal and the late, great legend, Mamba mentality, Kobe Bryant, um, and we hope he's uh, resting peacefully um, where he is. But, um, you know, uh, when you think of all those greats on the Lakers, and then you think about 2010, and of, or, or sorry, uh, the present day, and of course one of the greatest players arguably of all time still playing, uh, LeBron James, now on the Lakers, Anthony Davis, uh, and, and that supporting cast. I mean, do you think that the Lakers will actually take it 10 years later and win the title this year? Um, I mean, I feel like they really can because they have that great passion to, um, you know, um, really make it and get the title. Obviously, had their head coach, Frank Vogel, He's a great coach, and their president, Gene Buss. Yeah, Jeannie Buss, the Buss family, obviously uh, providing uh, ownership through generations there. But uh, you know what that means if you're thinking that they might win, is that the Raptors won't repeat. So for that reason alone, my friend, I'm going to disagree from my heart is telling me that come time at the NBA Finals this year, a team in red will be there. Not a team in gold. But anyways, more to come on that one. Well, Ashton, thanks so much. This has been a really fun father-son free-for-all segment. And Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 12. This ends our father-son free-for-all segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-Son Fun Talk, you're listening to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. So glad that you're with us. And Ashton, it's now time for our next edition of the Best of Champs and Chums segment. And you know this, and our listeners who have uh, listened to the first 11 episodes, we've had a number of sports insiders that have been able to join us. Of course, remember uh, uh, episode 10 with the mayor of Brampton, Patrick Brown. But this Champs and Chums best of segment is extra special because we have our first ever 
professional athlete that's joining us here on episode 12. So Ashton, question for you. Are you ready to go roof daddy on episode 12 of Champs and Chums? Sure am. All right, man. Well, listen, our special guest has played 13 professional seasons as a top defenseman in the American Hockey League, East Coast Hockey League, overseas in Sweden, Finland, and Russia. His affiliation with NHL teams, including the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers, saw him compete in multiple NHL training camps. His last five seasons in pro hockey saw him take to our own city, representing the Brampton Beast, where he took his skills and leadership on the ice and off the ice. And uh, after 737 professional hockey games, our special guest recently announced his retirement. He's leaving the Brampton Beast as the all-time games played leader, and he's also leading the Brampton Beast in all defenseman scoring categories. So we're pleased to be joined by our special guest, number 25 in your program, number one in your hearts. Please welcome to Champs and Chums, Jordan Henry. Jordan, welcome to Champs and Chums. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to do it. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. We're big fans of the Beast. We're big fans of yours. Uh, Jordan Henry, also most valuable player for the for the squad as well, too. This is a real treat for us. So we're ready to buckle up here and talk uh, about uh, some recent news for you. Uh, you know, I've just in the opening talked, Jordan, about your successful career in professional hockey. And um, you recently uh, made a decision to retire and, and step away from uh, the game of hockey as a player. Uh, wanted to know if you can share with the listeners your feelings leading up to and making your final decision to retire from professional hockey. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a big decision. It's an emotional decision. I'm, I love hockey. I've always loved hockey. And, you know, when you start playing professionally, you think that you're going to play forever. And that's obviously not the case, but you know, you blink and, and 13 years later, it's a, uh, it's been a, a real privilege to be able to do it for that long. But, you know, I've always, uh, I've always thought of myself as a, a family oriented guy. And, you know, now that I've got a, a family of my own, that's about to be growing even bigger here at the end of October. Um, You know, it, it was just time, honestly, for, for my family. It was, uh, you know, my wife, owns her own company in Mississauga and she has a lot on her plate as well as far as everything that's been going on with the COVID situation and all that you know having to get rid of her staff and all that she's taken a lot of the burden on her own shoulders so she's she's working hard through that and I've already got a son that's 16 months old so he is uh he's into that busy stage now and and to be adding another one at the end of October is uh it's it's a lot for our family and you know it's not fair to them to be away on the road so much as far as you know that the schedule that we have with Brampton is is a lot of travel and it's just not fair to them to be gone so much Uh, my parents don't live in don't live in Ontario they live uh back out west still and and my wife lost her her mom a few years ago so it's really only my father-in-law here as far as you know close-knit family support system so you know it's it's a lot of pressure on a you know a 70 year old guy to have uh two toddlers running around they they wear them out pretty quickly so it's just uh a matter of being close to the family and 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 taking a little more responsibility on that side of it 
Well, well, Jordan, uh, you know, certainly I'm sure is a very difficult decision, but, you know, hearing you speak and, uh, you know, on the reasons why uh, deciding to step away from the game as a, as a pro athlete, um, you know, I heard family a lot in that answer and uh, good on you and uh, so inspiring to hear. And yeah, I mean, you've got uh, uh, Jensen who's keeping you busy 16 months with uh, you and your wife, Jesse, and then another boy you mentioned at the end of October. Um, you know, you're, you're a new dad, as it were, and uh, wanted to hear, uh, we talk a lot on Champs and Chums about uh, father-son fun talk about sports, life, and friendship. We're talking to a pro athlete right now. Um, what was your feeling? Can you share your experiences on becoming a new dad to Jensen and um talk more about the importance of family and fatherhood um yeah i mean obviously amazing experience you know anytime you you get to do that it's it's great when my wife and i got married obviously you know we look forward to the future and starting our own family and and then when it finally comes it's just uh it's an overwhelming feeling it's emotional it's it's everything but you know jensen is a is a great kid and he's definitely you know made our lives even more full than they were for sure were before for sure so it's just it's been amazing obviously a learning curve you know you don't I don't think you're ever quite ready for it but you know once you get in the moment you just uh I guess instinct takes over but no my wife is uh is an amazing mother so I let her uh let her take the lead on a lot of stuff as far as you know eating plans and sleep training and all that stuff and and I just uh follow along and try and enforce the rules as well so no she's great at that part and it's been awesome and we're really looking forward to to the next addition to it was always uh in the plans to to have two kids and now it's uh it's about to come true so yeah we're really looking forward to it Oh, that's great, uh, Jordan. All your fans are so happy for you, and uh, I can definitely agree there is no playbook like you might have had with the coaches in hockey on becoming a parent, so uh, that that is, uh, yeah, that is a fact indeed. Well, good stuff. Uh, Ashton, you have some questions for our special guest, Jordan Henry. Can you please share some of your most memorable moments in your hockey career? Memorable moments? That's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them to be honest, over 13 years, you get a, a lot of good memories of just, you know, the, the people you've met and everything like that and the relationships that you've formed over that amount of time. But, you know, I guess now that I've retired, I've started to, to look back and reflect a little bit more on everywhere I went and, and everything that I was able to do. Um, obviously, as a 20-year-old kid, you sign your first NHL contract with the Florida Panthers. It's that's an amazing feeling. It was a highlight for me, for sure. I was never drafted. I was, I was never a, a high blue chip prospect or anything at that age. So, for them to give me an opportunity was was amazing, and you know that's something I'll always cherish for sure. Um, well, when I went to Russia, I, I had never been to uh, to Europe before, so that was a a big highlight for me to be over there and and to play in that league. You know the KHL is starting to get a little more publicity over here in North America, but it is, uh, it's amazing how many great players there are over there that nobody knows about over here. So to have the opportunity to go over there and, and play there for a year was, was amazing. I actually, the first goal I scored over there was on Dominic Hasek. So oh, uh, the that was a, yeah, that was a, that was a big thrill for me. Um, 
Lucky for me, I think he must have been about 63 years old at that point <laughs> when I scored on him. But uh, lucky, lucky he wasn't in his prime, or he probably would have poke checked me at the blue line or something <laughs> like that. But uh, no, it was uh, that stuff like that was great. I mean, you know, the opportunity to play against guys over that um, Yager was over there when I was over there at the same time, and you know, to play against guys like that on back in their you know home and stuff where they grew up is is a big thrill and that was amazing um when i came back from russia i signed my next nhl deal with the calgary flames obviously grew up outside calgary you know at the saddle dome was where i watched my first nhl games in person and stuff like that so you know a huge thrill and and to get to play you know a bunch of exhibition games there in the saddle dome in front of my friends and family was was a huge thrill as well it's great and then, um, you know, after that, it's just, there's a lot of, a lot of little things that, you know, just day-to-day stuff. Like I said, the relationships with the people that you develop over 13 years, I'm, I've got a lot of uh, lifelong friends and, and people that I've become really close with throughout hockey. And, you know, as, as it being as big a part of my life as it was, I, I feel like I was very fortunate to, uh, to do it for that long. And, you know, I'll definitely cherish a lot of those memories. How was it being a pro hockey star and being a dad to son Jensen? Yeah, I guess balancing, I guess that you're saying Ashton, right? Yeah. That balancing that, you know, the busyness of being a pro athlete and also uh, uh, being a dad, uh, Jordan. Well, I don't know about pro hockey star, but I, I like the lingo. You're, you're beefing me up here. That's, uh, yeah, that's, he's an eight-year-old fan of yours. you got many. That's pretty good. That's amazing. But, uh, no, honestly, at the at the start, really tough, really tough. Um, Benson was born March 26th of 2019, and, and we were in the heat of a stretch run and then playoffs right after that. So it was, uh, it was a lot, obviously – you know, to inject something like that into your life that takes up a lot of your time and limits your sleep and stuff like that is, is tough to finish off the season and, and everything like that. But, you know, you're, you're overwhelmed by that emotion and that love and everything like that. So that stuff kind of powers you through. And, you know, before you know it, you blink and you're in the routine and, and everything's okay. So this season was, uh, definitely a little bit easier than the finish to to last season because you know Jensen was a little bit older and you know he was sleeping through the night and stuff like that which is a big big part of it and and he's a great kid too he's he's got a really happy temperament and he's always in a good mood it seems like so you know it's it's great I think um it actually helped me to be honest you know you if you don't have things like that away from the rink you can uh can get inside your own head and you know if if hockey's not going as well as it should sometimes you bring that uh bring that stuff home with you and you dwell on the negativity and stuff like that and it's not fair obviously to your to your wife or to your family to do that so you know you come home and you see that smile on the face after you've been gone for a few days and instantly uh clears all the hockey thoughts out of your head and you just go back to to being a dad and everything like that so you know, as far as being away from the rink and, and helping with that stuff, it was great. 
You're listening to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of Champs and Chums segment. We're joined by 13-year professional hockey player Jordan Henry. Jordan, you uh, you mentioned um, long-term relationships um, earlier in our in our great father-son fun talk, and uh, you know they say uh, you know when you're in sports you have chums, chums for a lifetime. Um, can you talk a bit about the camaraderie and uh, I guess more of a a scenario question I mean how much do you think you'll miss the day-to-day being part of the team you know being in the the locker room with the boys I mean you spent you know a good portion of your uh, last 13 years um, in that whole element Um, how much do you think you're going to miss that day-to-day I think I'll miss it a lot Um, if you ask anyone that's retired you know from any kind of professional team sports I think the thing that they always say they miss the most is that time in the room with the guys or on the road or whatever, you know, that just, uh, where it's just you and them and, and, you know, all the, the little things that you remember day to day doing with them and, you know, just being around the guys and that, uh, like you said, that camaraderie that, that comes every day, obviously I'll, I'll miss that a lot, but you know, I'm starting my own little team here, I guess too. So that's right you get to spend those uh those close moments with your with my two sons and and be able to watch them grow up and and do their thing and achieve what they're going to achieve and you know whatever path that they choose is is going to be a big thrill as well so you know obviously I'm going to miss it a lot but I think those uh that time will be easily replaced with um you know watching my boys grow up and and do what they're going to do Team Henry, I'm liking the ring to that, uh, Jordan, for sure. Um, wanted to ask you, you know, you spent the last five years um, proudly representing the Brampton Beast, and, you know, we're big uh, Beast fans, Ash and I. We've been to some of the games. Uh, you know, I was, I was talking to you just off air about uh, that great run that you guys made in 2017. You had all the fans uh, at the Powerade Centre then at the time uh, off their feet uh, in that incredible run. Um can you speak about your love for the Brampton Beast uh, Club and, and also the Brampton community, the uh, the proud place that uh, we're so pleased to live, work, and play? Yeah, I, I, owe, um, I owe a lot to the, the Brampton Beast and the community of Brampton. Um, when, I came, when I came to play here, it was kind of like um, almost like a homecoming. You know, being from out west is, you know, I'd never – spent too much time around Toronto until I met my wife and then we decided to put down some roots here we live in Burlington now and you know once we decided to do that I think it was time for me to come play closer to home you know I wanted to spend more time with her and everything like that so Brampton was obviously the perfect choice to be able to do that and you know from day one they accepted me and Jesse and you know they really made us a big part of the organization and and treated us with a lot of love and a lot of respect and, you know, did so much for us over the course of that five years. And, and as well as the community of Brampton, the fans were always amazing with, with me and Jesse, you know, their that core group that they have is, is very loyal and they were always very supportive of me. And, you know, when Jesse would come to the games and by herself or later on when she would bring Jensen, they would always stop and, ask her how she was doing and how he was doing and everything like that. And, you know, some of them gave us gifts and stuff for Jensen and, and stuff like that. So, you know, they, the community of Brampton and the Brampton Beast organization were amazing to us for, for five plus years. It was great. 
Well, that's great. Okay, ne- next couple questions for from my chum here on the right wing, uh, Ashton. What are some father-son activities you do with Jensen, indoor or outdoor? Um, we do everything. He is such a busy body. He has got a ton of energy, this kid. So he is, he's everywhere and he's, he started walking when he was about a year old. So he's really starting to get his feet under him now and he's ripping around and he loves to be outdoors, especially in the summer. So we go to the park a lot, stuff like that. He loves the swings, the slides. He's actually, um, he's kind of weird in the sense that he loves uh, lawnmowers for some reason. So <laughs> when uh, when I mow the lawn, I put him in like the little carrier thing in front of me and carry him around. And he, he loves mowing the lawn. So that's the highlight of his uh, week every week when we, uh, when we go and mow the lawn. So we'll get into that uh, on Saturday mornings usually. And, and he loves it. He eats it up. So it's a... Uh, that's probably the most fun thing we do together that he gets the most out of right now. That's great. Fun father-son time together. That's great. Who is your favorite hockey player? Um, You know, I've got a couple that I grew up, grew up really watching a lot and idolizing, I guess. Um, Nicholas Lidstrom, for sure. You know, just the way that he played was seemed like it was mistake-free and so simple so smooth so everything and then on the other end of the spectrum I really liked uh, Chris Pronger as well you know he's big he played with a mean streak kind of like a little more similar to my style so I really loved watching him too but he he did both too he chipped in offensively and he also played great defense so you know I loved watching those two guys when I was growing up and and trying to take little bits of their game and put it into mine that's great. Uh, uh, Jordan, um, we talked a lot on uh, Champs and Chums about, uh, you know, obviously it's father-son fun talk, but um, those great values that uh, sport seems to generate in such high octane, the importance of teamwork, mentorship, competition, you know, being a 13-year professional athlete, I wonder if we can get your perspective on the importance of that and how you viewed that over the course of your great career. I think it's huge. You know, it doesn't matter if you're going to turn out to be a professional athlete or you're going to, you know, just play at a minor level or, you know, just play it growing up or whatever. I think, you know, getting kids into team sports and, you know, to some extent individual sports and everything is just, it's huge for their development as far as, you know, socially you get to be around kids your own age a lot and, and spend a lot of time with them it's a great social setting and then you know once the games actually start as far as you know teamwork competition everything like that is is huge to build uh to build self-confidence you know to build I guess work ethic stuff like that is like those are things that you know you can't really teach and you can't put a value on but the game's you know, as far as I guess hockey specific for me taught me, you know, everything about working hard, sticking to things, you know, respect as far as your teammates, the opponents, you know, your coaches, referees, stuff like that is, is a huge thing. And, and those are lessons that, you know, you can't learn just being around the house and stuff like that, no matter you know what your parents try to teach you and everything like that is you need to get out and, and learn that stuff for yourself and 
and through team sports, I think is, is amazing to do that. So, you know, no matter what level you're going to take it to, I think it's a great learning tool for all kids to do at a young age. Well, that's some great words, Jordan. And, you know, um, you know, we've talked about those subjects uh, through our 12 episodes of Champs and Chums. And, but to get um, a pro athlete talking about that, it just uh, lends itself to this incredible sense of authenticity. So thank you very much for that. Um, Ashton, you've got a, a closing question for our uh, best of segment here and our special guest, Jordan Henry. What is some advice you can give to young kids who want to be like you in the future? Um, I think my biggest thing is you have to enjoy it. You know, every single day at the rink, you have to, when you show up, you, you got to have fun. And, you know, there's going to be times when it's, it's obviously going to be harder than others. And, you know, some negative things are going to be happening, whether, you know, your team's losing or you're not playing well, but, you've got to find a way to have fun every single day because as soon as it stops being fun, it becomes a lot tougher to, to get motivated to, to go there and perform at your best every day. So, you know, if you can make it, find a way to make it fun every day, I think, you know, I really tried to do that throughout my career. I had a, I had a lot of fun. I, I like to stay loose and, and I was easy going guy at the rink for the most part until, uh, obviously until we got on the ice, but I think just having fun and, and showing up every day ready to, to get better and improve. You know, if, if you go out there and you work hard and you have a great attitude, those are two things that, you know, can't be taught. I don't think you can't teach someone to work harder than they do. You know, that has to be instilled them at a young age. And, and I don't think you can, um, tell someone to be more positive and tell someone to you know you can't change that style within them I think you have to make an active choice yourself to show up every day and you know be in a good mood be coachable be happy stuff like that 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 stuff goes a long ways as far as being a great teammate and and someone that people want to be around and everything like that and you know you'd be amazed when you do that, how the other stuff will take care of yourself, take care of itself. Because, you know, if you're having fun and you're working hard, then you're automatically going to develop and get better. And it's just a, it's just a matter of time before you start to see your game um, excel. Well, those are championship words indeed. Um, Jordan, it's been such a pleasure to, uh, to have you on uh, with us on champs and chums, you know, uh, you're going to be missed um, on the ice for uh, all the skill and talent that you, you've shown. I mean, Ashton and I were firsthand witness of that, being big Beast fans and, uh, you know, a 13-year professional career with, uh, with all the achievements that you've done uh, is excellent. But uh, the reasons why um, for family, uh, you know, to really uh, get into that role of being a father uh, is so inspiring to hear. And uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the program today. Ashton, what did you want to say to our special guest, Jordan Henry? Thank you uh, very much. And congratulations on your retirement and um we really want to thank you for your time to do this great you know q a question and stuff 
So it, it's it's very nice to have your your time. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you reaching out to me and and giving me the time to to talk about this stuff. So I mean, anytime you want to do it, I'm happy to do it. I really enjoyed it. That's great, Jordan. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 12. This ends our father-son best of segment. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Father-son fun talk. You're listening to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. So glad that you're with us. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And for all our listeners at home, just a reminder, our All Pro Go segment is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. And you know, Ashton, we're continuing the uh, great theme of sports. We're going to continue the great theme of summer sports. And this one means a lot to me because I've played this sport. We're going to talk about Beach Volleyball All Pro Go. Take it away, my friend. Beach volleyball is a team sport played by two teams of two players on on a sand court divided by a net. As in indoor volleyball, the objective of the game is to send the ball over to the net and to ground it on the other opponent's side of the court and prevent the same effort by the opponent. Each team is allowed up to three touches to return the ball. Across the net, and individual players may not touch the ball twice. Conservatively expect after making a block touch the Block touch, counting as one touch, leaving only two more touches before the ball must be hit over. The ball is out in play. It's put in play, yeah. It's put in play with a serve. A hit by the serve from behind the near court. By the rear court, yeah. By the rear court boundary over the net to the opponents the re- the real the rally continues, the rally yep. continues until the ball is has the ball is grounded on the playing court goes out or fault is ma- made in the attempt to return the ball the team that wins the rally scores a point to serve to start. The following rally, the four players serve in the same sequence throughout the match, changing server each time and a time. A rally is won by the receiving team. Well, that's a great job, son, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll take the ball here and, and keep moving with Beach Volleyball, our all-pro go for episode 12. So it most likely, according to insiders, Beach Volleyball originated in 1915 on Waikiki Beach in Hawaii. And um, while the modern two-player game originated in, in Santa Monica, California, 
And uh, beach volleyball has been an Olympic sport since the 1996 Summer Olympics. And uh, it's the FIVB, the Federation of International Volleyball, is the international governing body for the sport. And they organize the FIVB Beach World Volleyball Championships and the FIB uh, VB Beach Volleyball World Tours. There's a tour there. And uh, quick story about uh, volleyball, a couple fun stories, Ashton. Did you know that your mom and I had played on a beach volleyball team? I actually did not know that. You didn't know that? I can't believe that uh, uh, eight years now you uh, haven't heard the great stories of your mom and I playing um, over at Downsview Park and some other great facilities here in the lovely city of uh, uh, Greater Toronto. We played some outdoor uh, beach volleyball tournaments with some other chums. So we're going to have to have some of those chums on uh, on a future episode and you'll hear some of these great stories of... Um, your mom and I playing beach volleyball, right? And uh, and you know another story because I'm just looking at the year that um, 1996 that uh, beach volleyball became an Olympic uh, summer sport. In that year, there were bronze medalists for Canada, and that was uh, John Child and Mark Heese. And your dad had had an opportunity to meet both of those bronze medalists from the 1996 Summer Games. How about that? Well, that is, I feel like, a great experience for you guys. Well, it was a great experience for me. I was there that I hadn't met your mom at the time, but I was at a uh, Olympic gala. This would have been, I don't know, probably in the early 2000s and such. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I had a great, great chat with uh, two bronze medalists from the sport of beach volleyball. So that is our All-Pro Go. And you're listening to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. And I hope you're having a great listen of our show. And uh, Ashton, it's now time for our signature segment. It is our Champs and Chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field. And here it is, it's episode 12, and uh, Ashton's going to share his champ, and his, and I'll share my champ. Ashton will share his chum, and I'll share my chum as well too. Okay, Ashton, it's episode 12. Who is your champ on this show? My champ for episode 12 is the great Mitch Marner. Oh, double M. Great yep. pick. Now, why is Mitch Marner your champ of episode 12? Um, because I got to see him play live when I went to a hockey event. Well, it was actually a hockey game. And uh, I've, I think I fist pumped him when, when I was at that hockey game. And... Um, yeah, that's that's actually the reasons that I got that I like Mitch Marner because again he um I got to saw him at a hockey game live and I got to fist pump him. So that was a great experience. 
Well, that, that's a lucky experience that you were able to fist bump your champ for episode 12, Mitch Marner. And uh, what a great selection he is too, right? I mean, uh, Mitch Marner is a 905, a Markham boy, so it's great to see him do well. He he played, of course, in the GTHL with the, uh, with the Don Mills Flyers. He's only 23 years old, Ashton. And uh, the one thing I got to say about Mitch Marner, he's got ultra, ultra talent, as you've seen. He can dangle. He can skate, he can move, but he's got this growing desire to get better. And um, there's no doubt that, um, you know, after his uh, his uh, his first uh, season, which was in 2016-2017, uh, he, he, you know, he moved on to, to do some bigger things this year. And I mean, he's probably not, uh, and, and none of the Leafs are happy in terms of, uh, you know, where they, where they, um, they settled on for this playoff year, but, uh, you know, Marner's, uh, geez, he had 79 points in, uh, in a shortened, uh, pandemic season. So, uh, that, that's nothing to sneeze about there. And, um, you know, he certainly had that big year in uh, the previous year in 2018-2019 where he had 26 goals, 68 assists for 94 points. So the magic man, Mitch Marner, is Ashton's champ for episode 12. Good stuff, son. Okay, now it's time for uh, Dad's champ of episode 12. And um, I'm going to pull this all together because he was a special guest on... Uh, on our show uh, for episode 12. And my champ for episode 12 is Jordan Henry. You got it. You heard him live on episode 12 of Champs and Chums, 13-year professional hockey veteran. I mean, he's had uh, uh, NHL experience, of course, at the training camps of the uh, Washington Capitals, Florida Panthers, and um, also to the Calgary Flames. He had a uh, a decorated career uh, at the, in the Western Hockey League with the Moose Jaw Warriors and the Red Deer Rebels. And of course, um, his AHL career playing with the Ro- Rochester Americans. And uh, he's also played internationally. In fact, as you heard, he scored a goal in Europe. He was playing in the KHL. His uh, first goal in the KHL in the Russian Elite League was against the Hall of Famer, the Dominator, Dominic Hasek. So he's done some pretty grand things um, on the ice, um, but it was for the reasons of all the things he talks about off the ice. I mean, he's the consummate pro. I mean, he's uh, spent the last five seasons um, representing the uh, Brampton Beast uh, in the community on the ice with his leadership, not only um, you know, in the dressing room, but what he did in the community, whether it be hospital visits or school visits, um, Jordan Henry was always there. And so, um, for that and his work ethic and all the great things he's talked about, about, um, you know, work ethic, hard work, being respectful. These are the reasons why I've selected for my champ for episode 12, Jordan Henry good stuff okay ashton over to you for your chum of episode 12 my chum of episode 12 is kyle detori kyle detori what a great name of a great young chum tell us why you've selected uh, kyle i selected kyle because um i went fishing with him Oh, yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, but the cottage, that would have been a few years back. That would have been, uh, that was the first time I think he actually went fishing. 
Yeah, that was actually my first time. Oh, yeah. So this was back about, what, four years ago or so? So that was a great yeah. time. Yeah. What else? I went to a museum with him. Right. Yeah. And what else? And I played tennis with him for the first time, I believe. Well, that's right. You had another great uh, sporting adventure with him playing tennis. And as a footnote, Kyle has continued those great efforts of playing tennis. He's actually played in, in a league, and he's uh, he's done very well. So uh, great stuff. Uh, Kyle DeTori, a shout-out to Kyle, is, our, uh, is your chum for episode 12. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to match, because this is a father-son podcast, so I'm going to match your uh, chum by talking about it as a father-son duo with naming my chum for episode 12. That's Kyle's dad, my chum, Mark. Mark DeTori. Mark has been a chum of mine for north of 20 20 years. I think it's got to be 21 years. We met in the wonderful world of sports and entertainment uh, in his time uh, with the Toronto Raptors basketball club and all this great... uh, uh, talk and conversation about Kyle, about basketball being back has got me thinking about Mark and uh, what a great chum he's been. I mean, we've had some outstanding moments together over two decades, whether it be sports or non-sports things, um, out having fun, whether it be restaurants or, uh, or a ball game or, uh, geez, even on a dance floor, Ashton, if you can believe it as well, too. And um, I've had such... Um, Great moments sharing with him and his family. And, uh, you know, I I tell you something about uh, friendship and and chums. I mean, even though by geography he might be out a little further out into the Ottawa area, uh, it still doesn't erase all the great memories that we've had together as chums and, uh, you know, all the great things that he's done. He's uh, been a great listener uh, of mine uh, over the years, and I really appreciate his friendship. You know, Ashton, he's actually... um, uh, taken to the world of academia, right? Because he's a professor of sport management, but it's all academic to me because my chum of episode 12 is my friend, the chief, Mark DeTori. Good stuff. Okay, well, we've got one more segment left and you're listening to episode 12 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Ashton, episode 12 has been a sizzler, a hot summer sizzler, but it's now come time for the end of our show. What a show it's been. Ashton, as I always ask you in our podcast, what did you learn today? I learned more about the NHL playoffs. Oh, yes, that's right. We we did a quite an in-depth look series by series at some of the great exciting NHL playoff action and you guys heard it on good record and good authority some of our great picks yeah that's right what else and I learned that you and my mom played beach volleyball that's right Uh, yeah that's right mom and I had played uh, several years of beach volleyball and uh, who knows maybe we'll get you out onto the uh, to the sandy beaches uh, although actually now that i think about it you actually did play some beach volleyball with us uh, over in Cayo santa maria right yes i did i believe it was malia lost as i played it in well wherever it was we had fun on the beach it's summertime 
and uh, yeah, we, we did. Uh, we had some a uh, lot of fun playing beach volleyball over the years, and uh, uh, played it with some great chums. So uh, uh, we'll have to get some of them on the show as we keep moving along here on Champs and Chums. And uh, Ashton, uh, who do you want to thank uh, for episode 12 and putting it all together? Uh, I want to thank the Power Girls, Uncle Dennis, Uncle Dennis too. Who help us produce the show. That's right. We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who always help us produce the show. And we want to thank our special guest. What a great accomplishment it was, man. We're going to get a fist bump in now before the end because we had our first ever uh, professional athlete on the show, Jordan Henry. Outstanding interview uh, talking about uh, sports life and friendship and, and family and fatherhood. So thanks to Jordan Henry. And Ashton, um, where can the listeners um, uh, listen to us uh, and subscribe for more uh, great content from Champs and Chumps? They can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Yeah, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, CastBox, all those great platforms. You can listen to Champs and Chums, all 12 of our episodes. And of course, for more information, they can tune us in at Champs and Chums on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, listen, it's been a great summer episode for Champs and Chums. We're going to give ourselves the biggest Ashton summer fist bump. And we're going to say, as we always do... Cheers Cheers to to champs, champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star date. Thanks for listening. listening.